figure out how you're more special than the other artists you're competing with, the other artists in your environment. Because if you don't figure out why you're special, why would they listen to your music over someone else's? That's the most important piece of advice I could give anyone. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Far podcast, the podcast where we bring on guests from various industries doing different things all in the early stages of their current venture uh, to talk about how they got to where they are so far. And uh, today is uh, slightly different because we have a familiar face. Uh, Kenneth, uh, welcome back to the show. What is up, Anton? Thanks so much for having me again. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you guys don't know, uh, I've had uh, Kenneth on the show before, also known as Cade of the group Alex Cade. Um, and he uh, was my very first guest, the very first person who uh, said, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come on to your, your show. This, uh, yeah, this year ago. Yeah, that was one year ago. And I kind of wanted to just try uh, having uh, like a, you know, see where they are, see where they've been uh, kind of show and just to see how far they've, they've gone or, um in in the past year uh because you know what I, I don't know if you guys know this but you know 2020 has a lot of events have happened i don't know if you guys maybe living under a rock or something but uh some some things have happened and i'm sure individually uh, a lot of people have had to adapt and um some have you know had uh some struggles and you know, I'm sure Kenneth has a lot of things to share um uh, with a lot of these questions that i got um but uh, you know what, for those who don't know, uh, of course, you guys can uh, check out the, uh, the, the, other, the first podcast episode. I'll put the link in the description. But uh, Kenneth, why don't you just go over an overview of uh, who you are and what you do? Thank you, Anton. I am a EDM producer, also a songwriter, drummer, uh, entrepreneur, uh, and kind of the, the guy who's running my, my band, Alex Cade Music, which is an EDM duo. Our slogan is two Asians making the white boys dance and you don't need drugs to actually enjoy our EDM show. And that's what we do. Basically, what I'm focusing on right now, I don't know if we talked about this last year, but what I'm focusing on is my my project, Alex Cade. And that's, it's just another EDM duo, except that it happens, hey, we're Asian in a very, very white dominated music genre. And also, uh, my bandmate, Alex, she is a female DJ, which is something that isn't seen very, very often. So there's just a lot of discrimination, um, whether it's uh, gender discrimination or uh, cultural discrimination in this genre because it's so white male dominated. So we're trying to change. We're just trying to bring a new image to the genre, whether it's through our performance where we incorporate a lot of live uh, instruments, theatrics, and just trying to make that make the DJ show not just a DJ sitting behind the board just chilling, laying the lights through the work. We're trying to use that to change what EDM looks like, and also our image to kind of just be the different ones, you know, the, the the odd ones out in the EDM industry. So that that's basically what I'm focusing on right now. That's my project. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have over the past uh, year. Uh, since our last podcast, you've uh, gotten a lot more um, serious and 
um, a lot more focused on Alex Kate itself, especially due to, you know, world circumstances uh, uh, preventing you from doing some other things. So why don't you just let us know what you've uh, been up to since, uh, uh, you know, since last fall that we have done this podcast. Like what, you know, just going from, uh, I guess, fall to March, let's just say that time frame before everything hit the fan uh, in the world. Uh, what, March, what, what were you up to then? So long ago. But, right? Um, yeah. Last week March, seems a long time ago. <laughs> right? Um, for around fall, that's, that's when I started really producing EDM, just like in September of 2019. And from around September until January, I was just producing as much EDM as I could. Uh, just focusing on making the best song possible. I ended up making, I think, about like 15 songs, and we picked one of them, which is actually our debut single, which just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, but that was one of the things I was focused on, just creating the best song that I could, really focusing on my craft, making sure that the stuff that I was making is actually good, and not just like... I have very, very high standards for myself, so I, I don't want to make crappy music. And that's why we made so much. Um, as well, we were planning for the release of our debut single to be April. So from September until around January, I guess March too, we were just doing all the stuff, pitching our song to labels, uh, getting playlist contacts, researching into how we could really make the best out of our debut, and also planning how we were going to shoot the marketing content and all of that. But when March hit, uh quarantine so we had to actually stop all of it because that actually cut a hole in our plans and we couldn't get the the main meat of our marketing done which is uh, these dj drum videos that we've been posting on our youtube channel recently so since we couldn't get those done um we just chose not to debut in april because those videos really show off who we are Right? Without those videos, without our performance, without our image, we're literally just another EDM duo who just makes music. We didn't want to be that. So we actually pushed our release from what was, planning, what was planned to be April until all the way in September. But from fall until March, going back to what you were saying, uh, just a lot of planning, a lot of hustling, a lot of just experimenting and just seeing Hey, who actually likes our stuff? Do we is this even possible? Is what we're trying to do is it feasible? Uh, creatively, financially, um, mentally, like it was just a lot of testing, a lot of learning, a lot of educating ourselves. Right. Um, yeah. And one thing that uh, I have noticed back in um, in like early 2020 in February March. Uh, you you got uh, started getting kind of serious on this uh, this new well it wasn't really new at that point it was like kind of established but like this app called TikTok which everyone should be probably aware of unless you are in fact living under a rock but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I uh, I remember seeing you uh, posting some videos and then one of them just sort of hit so can you like tell us about um, yeah you growing your following on 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 the platform and kind of what that is what that has done and what that has meant for for you and for for alex cade yeah for sure um kind of off topic but for anyone who isn't on tiktok 
get on TikTok as soon as possible. The, the skills that you learn and just the culture that you learn of on TikTok, it is so valuable to your business, to creating content, to just, it is just like one of the most valuable things that you can do with your time, just getting on TikTok, exploring TikTok and just learning how to, how the TikTok environment works in that, in that short form content world. But anyway, with TikTok, I started off posting, I think, maybe I made a few TikToks in like January, like I think like five, I don't really know because back then I, I just didn't know how powerful TikTok was. I didn't know what to post on TikTok and it was just, it was just such a new idea for me. Everyone's been saying, yo, get on TikTok. This was, this was back in yeah. January too. Everyone were, yeah, people I, were already saying that. that in fall. They were like, get on TikTok. Saying, like telling you it back in, in, in fall when we first recorded the, the podcast, I said, hey, there's this new thing. It's called TikTok. And I just see like these people blow up. Like at the first time, you know, I, I have known about it was like um, back when uh, like Lil Nas X uh, blew up uh, and has his song blew up off of TikTok, and I started seeing other people have their songs blow up on the app. And I'm like, this is this is a big thing for the music industry. It's going to be a big disruptor. So like, yeah, yeah. I really should have listened to you back in fall because that that would have given me a few extra months of of TikTok fame and glory and all that. Uh, but what happened was, uh, after just posting a few times, I was like, what the f is this app? This is stupid. I don't get how it works. Bye. That's that's how it went. And then I have a friend, a couple of friends. Uh, their band is called Karolunka. And they're they're a rap group from Toronto. They're great. And they're awesome. Super, super good at social media. But they had a video blow up on TikTok. And I'm, I'm good friends with them. So I asked Rohan, uh, one, of, one of the guys, asked him, yo, how does TikTok work? How'd you get that video? And he's like, yo, just post every, post whatever, fire and forget. Uh making content isn't that hard just repurpose all the old drum covers you made back when you were in high school from your old youtube channel a tiktok is like 15 seconds long most of your uh videos are at least a minute or two minutes long so that's like at least four videos from one of your youtube videos just cut those up repurpose them and post them on tiktok don't even think about if they're gonna get any traction just fire and forget and do that for a while and see what happens so when he told me that i was like okay Fine, I'll push myself. Let's let's get out of my comfort zone. Let's let's do something. The first video that I posted on TikTok since he told me, that was that went viral immediately. It got like 200, 300,000 views in one evening. And I was like, "Okay, so that's the power of TikTok." And since then, it was just a lot of experimenting uh, and figuring out, "Okay, what do I want to post on TikTok?" Uh, what works best on TikTok? How do I want to showcase my brand on TikTok it, with, with content that I'm happy to create, content that's sustainable? And I ended up posting on TikTok like up to five to 10 times a day at some points. Um, I'm kind of cutting back. I think I only post like maybe three times a week now, but back then yeah. when- Yeah, you TikTok, were super but, prolific. Yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah it was it was hard, but I, I got so much traction because of TikTok. And I actually ended up landing two official remixes with pretty well-established artists because of TikTok. I made a couple of TikTok remixes, just random ones, where I, I took the original TikTok, took the audio from it, and just made it into a song. Um, I did that for Emily Vu and Trey Little, and both of them hired me to do official remixes. And both of those remixes are out on Spotify now. They're theirs, they're official remixes. And 
that's just showing me the power of TikTok. Like that only that happened not even that long ago after I started posting on TikTok. Um, I started posting. So I, th- I think that first viral video was the end of February. And then uh, my Emily Vu remix was released in July, which is just like a few months after. And we were already talking about it back in May. So like because I was posting that much, man, it's crazy to even think about it right now. I didn't even know it happened that quickly. But because I was posting that much, I was learning so much about the TikTok environment. In two months, I was able to start landing paid gigs, uh, consultations, um, really developing my fan base. It was just, it was crazy how much the effort that I put in was reflected by TikTok. Now it's a bit harder, but I've kind of been a bit more like lazy on TikTok. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong if I keep hustling the same way that I did back uh, in the beginning of the quarantine on that TikTok, maybe like my account will start growing again. But right now um, I've got a lot of other things that I got to do that I feel are a bit more important than TikTok, but I'm still not giving up TikTok. I'm still posting here and there, engaging with my fans and followers and just trying to continue to cultivate uh, this TikTok brand that I've grown since whenever I started posting. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, uh, yeah, it all seemed to actually happen pretty fast. Like I remember looking at, at your account and uh, you recently surpassed uh, a thousand. So a thousand followers on, on TikTok. So congrats, and that, congratulations yeah. uh, for that. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit more about those, uh, those remixes. How uh, was it like they reached out or you reached out to them? Like you emailed them? Like how, how did that whole thing work out with, um, uh with like the contact uh, with them and and how do like i don't know like compensation and royalties work i'm not too familiar with like the music industry with that so could you go into that a little further yeah of course of course i let's let's kind of even circle back a bit more and figure out i want to tell you guys about how i even started remixing these artists but it was actually because of you anton that uh i started remixing this stuff uh, you you found a girl named Jade Vincent, Jade Can Dance. I think that's her TikTok yeah. tag. Yeah, um, if you guys want to listen to her podcast episode, you guys can check that down. I'll also put yeah. that in the description. Million something followers. And she posted a, a video of her cover of Wonderwall. And she said that she was, uh, I think, reposting everyone who made a video with her sound that day or something like that. Um, and then you messaged me that. And I was literally waking up from an afternoon nap on a Thursday. And I saw your message. I'm like, Okay, there's an opportunity there. So I rushed downstairs, made the uh, made a one minute remix for her in like I think about like an hour, two hours or something, and then she ended up seeing it and she reposted it. I was like, wow, it's really really easy to reach out to creators who have such a big following. Like compared to Instagram, like it's it's so hard to to reach out to creators on Instagram who have like a million something followers. But on TikTok, I'm like, wow, that was really easy. Let me try it again. So I did it with some other people. They all saw it. Some of them reposted it again. Uh, I got a lot of messages, a lot of emails. And I was like, wow, this is really, really simple. Um, And then I did Emily Vu and Trey Little in in the same week. And both of them just reached out. Or actually, how it went was they both reposted my thing. I think Emily Vu reposted my remix of her song Weekend, like that little TikTok remix. She reposted it on her Instagram story. Um, so that's kind of like, I made it on TikTok and then she actually saw it on Instagram, but it's still kind of, I'd say TikTok still helped me a lot. And she was like, send this to my manager. 
oh. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, okay, she gave me the email to her manager. And then we just kind of talked over um, how it would work out. Same with Trey Little. He saw my uh, remix on TikTok, right? Reposted it. And then I reached out asking, yo, do you want a full remix? I can do that for you, right? And then we just talked over the logistics. Uh, in terms of royalties and that stuff, I don't want to get too, too deep in it. But for what I got out of um, those two remixes, I am very, very pleased with the results from those remixes, whether it was uh, financials, whether it was uh, social proof, just uh, I, I felt very, very happy with um, what I got out of putting that effort in from uh, making the initial remix on TikTok, the one minute one, to like making a full one as fast as I could. I actually made that Emily Vu one in one day. I had to make a full one in one day because her manager needed it. Wow. So I had to make it like really, really quickly. Um, but everything paid off and I'm very, very happy that I pushed myself to do all those things. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds pretty cool. Like, you know, I think it, it was very, um, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk who, who said, uh, you know, it's doing action, taking action always beats like ideas. Like you can have this idea of like, Oh, this would be like a really cool song. Or this would be like a really cool video or whatever. Um, but unless you actually take action on something like taking action on perhaps just trying to, uh, you know, do a remix for someone or, you know, do a, a, a slightly different edit for someone. Maybe you're a graphic designer and, uh, you, you really, uh, look like this person who has like a million followers. So maybe you start designing some graphic t-shirt designs for them and, and they might, they might reach out and be like, Hey, yeah, like I, I kind of like those designs. I kind of like to license those designs or maybe work with you further or maybe they, they won't. But the, the great thing out of that is that you, um, regardless of whether or not they, they notice the, the, is the fact that you are still sharpening your ax and you're, you're getting better. At, uh, at your craft, like whatever it is. Um, so uh, going, uh, pivoting onto your, I want to talk a little bit more about your, your release um, uh, of your, your latest track. Um, why don't you uh, tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit more about uh, how that track uh, came to be. Uh, you mentioned already how you had like 15 different uh, songs that you wanted to do and then just pick the, the best one out of that. Um, so how, how does your, like what's your writing and, and composing and all that, that whole process? Like, why don't you uh, go over that with us a little bit if you can? Yeah, definitely. My writing and producing and songwriting has definitely improved a lot since I wrote our debut single called Found. If you want to listen to it, just search up Alex Kate on Spotify. But in terms of the, the whole process of creating that song, um, back in September... I already knew that I wanted to release something with Alex K, just like a big debut single. I want it to sound different. So from September until January, as I said, I was just making like as many singles as I could. And we were kind of just figuring out, Alex and I were just figuring out, okay, which single is the best? Which one describes us as the best? So for Found, uh, what that was, it was just a mix of as kind of a, a as as many EDM genres as we could put in into one song because Andrea and I or Alex and I we love so much EDM and there's just so much to love we didn't want to confine ourselves to just one genre and if, if anyone listens to our catalog on Spotify we only have three songs out there 
but they're all completely different subgenres of EDM, which is what we're so proud of. We, we just want to make something different. So for Found, it was just a result of us combining dubstep, trap, future bass, and a few other elements of other EDM genres into one song because that's something that we don't hear from too many artists out there. There's not too many EDM artists who go out of their genre or they're they're really confined to one genre and we, we didn't want Alex Kate to be like that. And so yeah, we wrote about 15 something songs, found the, the one that we released called Found, that was the one. And I, I don't even remember, it was so long ago, but we were just happy with it. When we both heard heard it, we were just like, okay, yeah, this is this is definitely high up on the list. And th- this is like November, we made a few more songs. And then after that, we're like, yeah, we're just so happy with this one song. And why we named it Found is because it's it's such a representation of us finally finding out what we wanted to do in this music industry, how we want it to sound, finding out all the answers after we failed so much. We actually started this project back in 2017, but we didn't have like a big release until three years later. And that was just because we were trying to find out all the answers. It took us a bit of time to to be found. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, it's a pretty accurate name than a pretty accurate song title for, for you guys. Um, and if you guys haven't listened to it, you guys can go ahead. I'll leave a link in the description and show notes. It's a it's a great track. Uh, I love that um, the uh, that after the drop the do 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 do. Sick, you remember it. Thank yeah, you, thank I, you. Yeah, it's it was an earworm. I had to listen to it like five more times. Like I was singing it in the shower. <laughs> so like your your music sticks, man. Just letting you know. Got gonna give you appreciate some in person feedback. Well, I guess not in person, but I got to give you some feedback for that. Um, so yeah, um, sounds like you guys really had a, uh, an awesome time this year. But you know, obviously, uh, if like I said, unless you guys listening are li- living under a rock, uh, there were some hard times this year for pretty much everyone out there in the world. Um, and of course, you know, uh, I'm sure you know you and I are uh, some uh, of the more lucky ones who uh, haven't had anything uh, very you know catastrophic. Uh, happened to us but you know everyone has had uh, issues this year um, and you know struggles that they had to go um, that they had to deal with Um, so what um, what would you say was uh, the biggest um, biggest struggle or problem that you've had to overcome this year and and how how did you deal with it yeah biggest struggle was definitely just figuring out what to do after we learned that this this country, the city, the live scene isn't opening up anymore and learning that we couldn't release the single the way we wanted it to at the time we wanted it to. That was the hardest part and I was very, very disappointed when I found that out. But it's, it's for everyone's safety and I fully support being quarantined and locked down. So it was just figuring out, okay, what what can we do to, to keep this train moving? Right. And for us, it was just building up both of our personal brands more. Um, again, I have to thank TikTok a lot for giving me that outlet to, to get some releases going on. And once, once I had those releases, I was like, OK, cool, let's, let's figure out how we can release our debut single again. But what we were originally planning to do with Alex Cade this year was 
we're, we want to go on like a, a greater Toronto area tour and just like kind of hit the the bigger hubs of the area in Ontario. Uh, we want to play more shows, uh, meet more people, but it, it is what it is. We couldn't play our shows. But then because we didn't have that, we could allocate our time and our resources to other things, to building our online presence, to educating ourselves more about how we can make this an even bigger debut after this quarantine ended. And like we didn't even have to wait for this quarantine to end to release our, our single because we were super careful. We learned about, okay, how can we do our marketing stuff safely? How can we uh, record the stuff? And it worked out so well. It was literally, I think in the middle of July, I asked Alex, um, do you want to release a single sometime in September? We Right now, everything's like, it's a bit more chill. We can record this content. And she was like, yeah, I'm all for it. So we just hustled. Uh, got the videos recorded in like, I think three or four weeks after we had that conversation. And then we released the single literally, I think like two or three weeks after we finished recording all that content. And we were able to do all that so quickly because we learned how to do all this other stuff during the quarantine. And that was because like, we just had the time to learn all that stuff because we were just, our work was just cut right? We just lost all the work. So we just had all this time to learn and to educate ourselves. So I wouldn't say that I am unhappy with the quarantine and all that. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am. The band wouldn't be where we are without the quarantine, without all these opportunities that were generated because of the quarantine. But like th things would be different. And I kind of still dream about how things would be different if this whole stuff didn't happen. But you know what, it is what it is and you just kinda gotta suck it up, keep your head up high and just keep on chugging along. Yeah, yeah, um, that that was awesome. And I think uh, going off of your point about learning more about marketing and how to go about uh, digital marketing with regards to music, you have, like you said, have helped uh, some people with uh, doing consultations and stuff and also releasing um, free sort of, uh, I guess, lead magnet type of um, stuff, uh, giving people uh, information on, on how to do releases. And you helped uh, one of our uh, our high school uh, peers, uh, Yifan, right? Uh, yeah. With the release of uh, one of his songs. And um, yeah, like, so could you go a little bit more into uh you know how you work with uh with with people to do consultations and how you were able to get him on uh or maybe i don't know how much uh you were an influence on getting him on to uh the new music friday playlist but uh yeah that was pretty cool so uh yeah maybe go into that a little bit more for Ethan, his artist name is FN. For anyone uh, listening, if you want to check him out, super, super cool bedroom indie R&B kind of vibe. He's a great songwriter, great singer, great producer. Definitely check him out, FN. Uh, but for him, uh, for the playlist that he got into, that was just, that was mainly him uh, writing a really, really good song. That was it. But in terms of how much I did, right, right, we worked a lot on branding. We worked a lot on uh, getting some traction for a song before it was actually released. Worked on some advertising skills. And it was just like, I just threw him into, into a bit of an intro course of uh, music marketing and figuring out, okay, what can you do 
to help uh, or to push the career of your music forward to generate fans who are actually willing to pay you money for your music, that kind of thing. That's what we mainly worked on. And with like a really, really good song, he was able to get on the on the on the list of these Spotify uh, curators, playlist curators, and he was able to get on those editorial playlists, which is really, really uh, helping him do very, very well. In terms of all the other people that I work with, um, again, I really, really think branding and figuring out how to stand out in, in an industry where there's so many of us trying to do the same thing, that is definitely the most important thing, uh, figuring out how you're, how, how you're special. But that's what I mainly work with the artists that I coach on, just figuring out, okay, why would people listen to your music? And if, if you want to zoom out into like just a business sense, why would people want to buy your product? Why would people want to pay for your service? You got to figure out what makes your service or your product special and even more special than your competitors so that people would give you their money over other people's products and services, right? And that's, that's how I just look at music marketing why would people listen to your music why would people want to follow you on instagram why would people want to follow you on youtube are your videos that much more special than these other guys and that's that's kind of how i did it and what it started off as um i needed to make a bit of extra money and so i just kind of sold these consultations as if they were just music lessons but it just ended up becoming bigger and bigger uh and i just got to work with so many artists got to meet so many new people also got to learn a lot about how to sell better, how to market myself better also. So I, I was learning while I was helping others learn. And it was really, really cool. And it's actually at a point where I'm working with two other guys from this company called Exclusive Audio. And we are launching a course on how to better market your music and how to stand out. And that should be coming out, I think, end of 2020. But that's what it grew into. And it was literally, I don't know, over the course of this whole quarantine, again, because of this quarantine, I was able to learn how to do so many new things, uh, generate different streams of income. And it, it's just when I think about if this quarantine didn't happen, I'd be in a completely different space in my life right now. But it is what it is. But anyway, kind of kind of wrapping this up. Uh, yeah, that's how I started just teaching others how to market music. It was just, yo, I need to make some extra money. What do I know that people will pay me for? Right. Uh, yeah, uh, that sounds awesome. And uh, just I, I seen you online on social media, just growing and building uh, that uh, the, the your your marketing muscles and and uh, getting your ability to uh, market music and just market products in general and seeing your um, ability to learn quickly through trial and error, uh, through the uh, failures and successes. So what would you um, say, uh, let's say three pieces of advice or tips uh, for musicians or maybe artists in general, but more specifically musicians uh, with regards to music marketing. So three pieces of advice, three uh, tips, words of wisdom that you would give to them. Man, that that's something that people pay me for. Oh, okay, but, okay. So I'll, maybe I'll we can maybe we can make it one, and then just tease. Okay, them. okay, yeah, we can we can make it one. Make it I'll, one, guys. And then if you guys want more, you gotta have to reach out to <laughs> Kenneth. Uh, I'll leave links in the description. Just as I said before, figure out how you're more special than the other artists you're competing with, the other artists in your environment, 
Because if you don't figure out why you're special, why would they listen to your music over someone else's? That's the most important piece of advice I could give anyone. Yeah, I think uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Just figure out uh, because it's so crowded nowadays. There's so much music. There's so much, uh, so many videos out there. A lot of podcasts. Uh, there's so many other things out there that people could be occupying their time with. Um, you know, in the past, you would think uh, previously that when movies are uh, released. They are competing with other movies that are in the theaters, but really, in actuality, they are competing with anything that people could possibly be occupying their time with. So my Jeez, stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my stuff, my content is competing with anything that someone could possibly doing be doing. They could listen to another podcast. They could be watching TV. They could be taking an online course. They could be sleeping. They could be eating. They could be taking a hike. They could be doing really so many other things. Uh, so figuring out what makes you special and what makes, why would someone want to spend their time with your product or service offering? I think that's a very good point. Uh, so rounding out to the end, what does uh, f- the future look like? I know it's kind of very hard to gauge because this year has had so many surprises, I guess we shall say. Um, you know, you never know if, something even crazier is going to happen, you know, like a meteor strikes or I don't know, whatever. Like, (laughs) so, but, you know, putting that aside, what does um, the next uh, couple months, um, maybe a year look like for, for you guys? Man, that is, well, first of all, I just want to say that's a really good point you made about uh, just entertainment in general. You could be doing something else, but you chose to watch that movie. Why? Like that, that's a really, really good point. So good on you for that. Like, I really liked hearing that. But anyway, uh, for the future, man, I've I've got a bunch of collabs coming out uh, with all these different artists. Um, we're trying to prepare like a live stream show in about a month and a bit. Like there's just, I don't know, because of how quickly things are happening for us, I, I can't even say like, I know what's going to happen for, for the next year. But I also don't, you know what I mean? Because this whole year was just uh, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. And we got kind of the worst of it, but we were still able to to find some way to gather some results because of our situation. But I'd say, you know, just a lot of adapting, a lot of figuring out, okay, what can we do better? What can we invest in that would help us grow better in the environment, in the time that we're in, in the situation that we're in? Uh, and what we're thinking is the best uh, solution for us is just doing more collabs with other artists, more originals, really getting our music more out there, reaching out to other music industry people who might be able to help us. Right now we're kind of in the in the works of trying to find a manager, but then we also want to find a marketing person we can trust. Um, uh, who else like advertisers we can trust playlist pictures there's just so so many moving parts to the music industry and to a successful career and successful business in in music and we're just trying to figure out okay what do we need next to in what do we need next in order to keep growing our business as efficiently and as cheap as possible right excellent um yeah so we're kind of at the tail end of uh, the, the episode today. Uh, Kenneth, are there any 
final thoughts that you would like to leave our audience on? Maybe they're um, uh, an artist, or maybe they're an entrepreneur listening, maybe they are in fact uh, an aspiring musician. What are some uh, final words of whether advice or, or comfort that you would like to leave people with? <laughs> yeah, I think I hit, I might yeah, have stumped you there. There's, there's so much stuff that I could say, but um, focus on your craft. Focus on doing one thing as well as you can, and you will see results from that. I saw results from just working on music for a few months and just doing nothing but producing songs. And we had that one song that we found was really, really good, and it's doing better than the rest of the releases we've had. Uh, recently but just focus on that one thing and you will see results if you're good at something people will come to you all right awesome uh kenneth thank you so much for being on the show uh where can people find you you know promote your stuff uh, where can people listen to your your songs on spotify we are alex Cade. that is my edm duo that i am working on the most uh, on Instagram at Alex Cade Music. If you want to follow me personally, I, I post a lot of kind of inspirational content, uh, music business content. My Instagram tag is at Music by Cade, K A D E. And then on TikTok, I'm uh, at Music by Cade, just the same uh, tag all around. And if you want to, if you want to check out those videos I was talking about on YouTube, uh, showing off how Alex Cade is actually different, just YouTube.com/slash Alex Cade Music. Awesome. Excellent. Well, uh, Kenneth, thank you so much once again for being on the show again. <laughs> thank you for having me, Anton. Really, really appreciate it.